Welcome in to Southeastern Fly. This is a mailboat uh, episode, and we're going to talk today about terrestrials. If you like this episode and what we're doing here, uh, share it with the people that you like. And if you don't like the episode, share it with the people that you don't like. But uh, I just came in from the river uh, just a few minutes ago, and let me tell you something. It's hot in Middle Tennessee, and we're going to talk about terrestrials today because we threw some terrestrials today. Had a little bit of luck. Uh, nothing huge. A couple memorable fish. Lots of drive-bys, lots of looks, lots of tail slaps, lots of refusals. But in between there, we'd pick up a fish every now and then, and a couple, like I said, decent ones, nothing huge. But that made me think on the way home. I've got about an hour drive home from this river, and I was thinking on the way home, man, it's a fun day. It wasn't like every fish was huge or anything like that. It's just enjoyable to see a fish come up and eat off the top. And and I had one one guy in the boat, and he was a bass fisherman, actually, trying to learn to fly fish. And he said the same thing. Hey, anytime I can get something to eat off top, I'm going to do it. So anyway, we, we had a good day, him, him and his wife. And uh, she probably caught more fish than he does, as usual. That's usually the way it goes. But so just a couple of things that, that I'm going to draw from off today. One is we fished some, and I'm just going to call them hoppers. It's just easier in terrestrials. Those terms are interchangeable today. And that could be an ant. That could be a, it could be mean a, a ladybug. If you can get it to go on top to me, you can, you can count that as terrestrial if you want to. But anyway, there's a couple of different way things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk first about the ones that ride high on the water column. And then we're next, we're going to talk about the ones that low, that ride kind of in the film, maybe a little lower, but, and I'll just, I'm going to use today the float today as a, as a, as a pattern or, or how we kind of went about it. That'll hopefully maybe keep me on track. If you listen to this podcast at any point uh, in any of the episodes, you know that, it, that it's all about trying to keep David on track. So anyway, let's talk about the ones that ride high. And, and, and you, you know, lots of foam, lots of hackle, dry fly hackle, lots of floating types of, of fibers and that sort of thing. You can use, you know, floating on them, lots of that polymer that sort of thing so anyway we fished that and as we did that as we fished those those higher floating bugs we we tried to run them through a couple of different types of water one was water that was a, a little more gradient not not super gradient but, you know we're not up in the smokies or anything we're not out in the rockies uh but something around here with a little more gradient maybe a, uh, some of the runs we ran them through some of that uh, and we ran through some of the riffles and over some of the bigger rocks next to bridge pylons, that sort of thing. Uh, where the water's a little more turbulent, a little more rocky, a little bit more, it falls. So, and we tried to run them on the seam, on the edge of the seam first and kind of work our way out to the middle. Uh, and then into, if we were fishing a pylon, we would we would work from the outside of the pylon all the way into the inside of the pylon without picking it back up if it sunk if it if it got a hit or well if it got a hit we tried to set the hook but if it, if it did something funky tried to leave it in there until it swung out of the way and then pick it up and cast back at our next spot so when you pick up these high floaters if your leader's sinking any any it'll pull it down and then when it comes back up it pops pretty good and loud so we were trying to keep that at a minimum as best we could but we tried to run them on the seams first, uh, staying out of the slack water, but right on the edge of it for those resting fish that are, you know, just sitting there resting, maybe slipping in the current to eat something that floats by. 
we had uh for a lot of the time today we had on tied on a dropper we had a midge on one and a nymph on the other and then we tried for a while both nymphs because we were getting some eats on the nymphs uh and then we went at one point we had the <laughs> we had the terrestrial the nymph and then we tied a midge on the bottom so we had a lot of different combinations i'm not going to say that one performed better than the other but between the nymph and the midge, the nymph today, for whatever reason, performed a little better. You know, you still had to get the good men's, good drifts, that sort of thing. But that was a that was an interesting little experiment that we did. Tried a couple of a couple of times front fly, uh, front of the boat. We tried the hopper and or terrestrial and two midges. But that was our you know try trying to fish that, trying to keep keep them uh with plenty of floating so they're floating high but one of the little things that, that i've been doing is just i use a lot of fluoro and i don't care if it's a nymph or a, or a dry or whatever if it's a if it's a dry fly or a terrestrial i'll just put a little floating on the on the leader itself uh but i'll leave about a foot or two uh about a foot probably of just clean leader uh clean clean tippet and I'll leave that on there so it actually sinks into the water and isn't laying on top because a lot of times you'll see that laying on top and you'll be able to see that little film that kind of goes off of the off of the leader off your float in and that sort of thing. So that's one of the little things I do is about a foot foot from the fly foot up the leader. I don't grease it at all, and I generally put just just float it on the sides of the fly kind of keep them up especially if it's got hackle i'll get it in the hackle pretty thick and then on the on the yarn or the top you know what you can see so that was that was a little bit from today we we're fishing six weights the floating line and i've been been slowly moving toward those those fly lines with a little bit bigger floating head to turn these bigger flies over a little bit leader was probably started out about eight foot and ended up at around 10 foot for both the anglers today because they really started getting really started getting into it and started throwing them pretty dang good actually so the the better they were turning them over the longer we can make the leaders and the less of it uh we would we would be worried about scaring the fish so uh with that fly line you want that you want that fly to hit the water first if you can at all make it do that so that that takes a good turnover with a little bit of delay uh to get the get the fly going and then it, the, at at worst case if you can get the fly to hit just before before the fly line that's good because hopefully what we're trying to do is get that fish to look at the fly versus you know duck from getting a lot of fly line in their face so we did some of that today that was one technique that we used uh and then we switched over one of my anglers today we s- switched over to the terrestrials that ran low in the water like in the film uh maybe half or more than half of the body of the fly as far as being short or tall not not lengthways but but widthways and heightways running low in the water you know l- laying in the film floating in the film and that sort of thing trying to do that just as a different perspective uh for the fish just to see all right is this something that they'll do that they'll eat or is this something we we need to be doing different uh and it I don't know that it really worked out as much uh, for us, but we also, we didn't use the nymph dropper quite as much. Uh, so we didn't, obviously we didn't get as many, many hits on the dropper, but 
And what I was going after there was kind of like a spent look. And where I got that from was, and you've heard me uh, heard me talk about going to Michigan to fish. I went up and fished the Manistee, and uh, we were fixing, fishing the head, hex hatch. And this was back when the cicadas were out. So I was fresh off of the 13-year cicadas, fresh off of that. Like a, a, a month later or, or less, I was up in Michigan and called the shop. And they said, yeah, the hex is uh, on, so you'll want to fish that, which I was like, oh, cool. That's great. And uh, we went out there, and Evan, my guide, and I, we set up on, on a point. And we start seeing some birds come to the to the trees, not flocks of birds, just almost like single birds, all different types. And I was like, what are all these birds doing here, dude? And he said, oh, dude, it's going to be on today. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And sure enough, it was about 20 minutes later when I finished my sandwich. I uh, <laughs> It sounded like somebody started throwing bowling balls in the water. And sure enough, we tied on a dry fly and we, we've tied on a high floater. If you've ever seen a hex, hexagenia, the bug is really big. Uh, so we threw a really high floating bug and we didn't even get a look. We didn't even get a sniff. And then we, he said, well, let's, let's tie on something a little different, a little smaller. He was trying to go to something a little smaller. So he was tying it on. I was looking at the water and I said, hey, Evan, these, these bugs are spent. You know, they got wings splayed out and they're riding low in the water. And he, he said, well, I've got to fly for that too, which I was thankful that he did. And he tied that on and uh, it had the wings uh, poly or it had uh, clear wings on it, big bug, but it rode low in the water column, like body low in the water column. And I mean, it wasn't within a minute we had a nice brown on. So, you know, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, I thought back about that and I thought, I always think, well, maybe I can use something like that. And some days it works really good. But on those that are riding low in the water column, what you want to do is if it's, if it's, you know, high gradient water, then you have to be a little bit more selective. And, you know, if it's a riffle or something like that, you better be keeping your eye on it because they can disappear pretty easy, uh, get sucked down pretty easy. But we tried to run those right on the edge of the seam. To where, you know, if we could get part of that bug into the to the flat water on the, that seam, you know, where where moving water moves across non-moving water, try to run them as close to that as we could. Because we were fishing more uh, rock banks than of, of like stack stone. Uh, so that was kind of what we were fishing. And I thought, well, you know, let's let's get let's don't let them pass it by uh, one because I wanted to be I wanted to be tight in there, but two, I wanted it to be the least gradient water that we could get those in, those bugs in, those those lower floating terrestrials in. Uh, which is one reason I think why we ended up just ditching the the nymph and the and the midges off of that one after a while because it didn't really seem to be producing like I wanted it to, and we just got off of it. I was thinking, well, maybe it's just dragging or something like that on the on the nymph. So a lot of things are going through my head throughout the day and you know we still use the six weight still use the big line turning over didn't grease the the leader quite as much i think uh, it, it, it didn't really feel like it mattered as much to me didn't feel like i had to grease it up every you know every 20 minutes or so or whatever to you know you start seeing the leader sink and it was going just under the water and i didn't i didn't grease again didn't grease the last 
foot or so of it at all so that it would sink and kind of get and blend in with the water so it's not laying on top and causing any kind of of uh, shadow or show any look i'd rather that that floral be laying in the water column just under the film for as long as you can we did that for a while we didn't finish the day out on terrestrials uh it, so it wasn't quite that good it was good don't get me wrong we had fun on them but we were really starting to uh get closer to the ramp and we went back to they just wanted to nip their way out and just talk and enjoy the day so that's what we did is not quite as intense uh, fishing nymphs as it is at terrestrials because you, you don't know if that fish can come up out of nowhere and slam it and scare the crap out of you, or it can come up from nowhere and kind of just cruise up to the fly and make you get you anxious. And, and you know, that's that's a fine way to set the hook too, er- too early. So one of them, if they come out of nowhere, it's a good chance you're going to set the hook too late. If they come up and look at it forever, there's a good chance you're going to set the hook too early. So it's a it's a more intense game than just waiting for the bobber to, to stop, slow down, or go under. But anyway, they wanted just to they just wanted to float it out and talk and 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 um, and talk about their day, which is perfectly fine with me. I mean, it's their float; they can do whatever they want to. But anyway, getting into terrestrial season here. I'm tying up a few terrestrials and I've got some leftovers from a couple of years ago. I'll probably start using again that I really like and can't find them anymore. So I'm on the search on the internet for them shortly before we, we head off to home Depot to uh, do some fun shopping. It's not all days on the river and, and washing boats and tying flies. You still have regular, regular home stuff you've got to do. So we're off to do that. But anyway, so that's about it on terrestrials. Like I said, just got off the river. I'm hot and sweaty. I'm going to go take a shower. It's another hot day today here in Middle Tennessee, but uh, it was a good day. So hopefully y'all are getting out and doing what you can do to, to stay on the river as much as you can. Keep yourselves hydrated. Get some cool clothes on. And every once in a while, it doesn't hurt, hurt to take a dip in the water. It, I don't mind getting out of the boat whenever it's 90 degrees outside in some of these rivers. So anyway. Thanks for joining us with the mailboat. Hey, if you can give us a give us a like on uh, wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. If you like this one, like I said, if you like it, share it with the people you like, and if you don't like it, share it with the people you hate. And uh, stop by the Southeastern Fly Store. You just listened to uh, Southeastern Fly Mailboat Edition on Terrestrials. See you next time.